it's not just the wisdom traditions that teach us that living in this default state is suffering. Neuroscientists have also looked at who it is that spends the most time stuck in the default state. And scientists have found that people who are depressed have a much harder time pulling out of the default state than people who aren't depressed. Most of us can get a kind of welcome reprieve from this constant inner dialogue when we immerse ourselves in some activity, whether it's reading a good book or being deep in a conversation with someone else, or perhaps it's exercise or creative activity. And there are these moments we have where we aren't stuck in this default state, where we're fully absorbed in what we're doing. But people who are depressed actually have a very hard time pulling out of the default state, even when they try to engage in something that should be absorbing, even in activities that should provide them with some relief from this default state. And the more difficulty people have coming out of this default state, the worse the symptoms are, the worse the depression is. Neuroscientists have also observed similar trouble getting out of the default state in people who suffer from anxiety. For example, people who experience social anxiety, which means that they have a lot of fears and worries about interacting with others and especially what others think about them. They may fear that they will be judged by others or embarrass themselves by what they say or what they do. People who have social anxiety, they also have a hard time getting out of the default network, but especially regions of the brain that are involved in those two elements of social cognition and self-referential processing. So it's not so much that they're stuck thinking about the past and the future, but they are very rigidly stuck in thinking about what other people think about them and what it means about themselves if they say or do something silly. And this creates a large part of the suffering of social anxiety disorders. People who have post-traumatic stress disorder also show a type of stuckness in the default state. And their particular default state seems to be more tightly coupled with intrusive memories, which exactly describes the suffering of post-traumatic stress disorder, that there are intrusive thoughts and intrusive emotions and intrusive memories related to a past trauma, and they seem to come up all the time, even when you're trying to focus on something else at any moment that stress and that suffering can reemerge in your mind. And neuroscientists have found that, in part, this is because the brains of people with PTSD have a harder time shifting out of this default state network. But all of us, even those of us who don't suffer from clinical depression and anxiety or trauma, all of us know what it's like to feel stuck in this default state. And this is particularly problematic when we're trying to make a change in our lives. When we approach change, the very idea of change, from the mindset of the default state, it really interferes with our ability to relate to change in the way we talked about in the last session. This ability to trust that change is already happening and also to cultivate the wisdom to know what it is we can change and what it is we can't change. When we're stuck in the default mode and use that as our orientation to change, the first way that that creates a problem 
is it denies the natural flow of change that we talked about. That is, when you are constructing this rigid sense of who you are and who other people are, you create beliefs that things can't change. And if you want things to change, you may develop a really unhelpful emphasis on changing the outer world rather than looking at different choices that you can make in your own thoughts, in your own reactions, and even in your relationship to the experiences that you're having. From the wisdom traditions, it is much more important to change this inner dialogue of the default state rather than beginning by trying to change things outside of yourself, things in your life, and even your own actions. The very first place we need to start if we want to experience personal transformation and relief from some of the suffering of just being a human being, the place we need to start is this inner dialogue of the default state and find a new way of relating to life. So when we sit down to meditate and we're looking for this experience of peace of mind and we find instead this constant inner dialogue of distractions, it can be really frustrating. And you might even wonder, why? Why is this the default? Why can't I just close my eyes and find peace of mind? Why would I have a brain that is constantly pointing me back to thinking about everything except what's happening in the present moment or finding peace of mind? Neuroscientists and evolutionary psychologists think that maybe this default state evolved to allow us to begin to survive in a growingly complex world. As humans developed and they were living in more complex tribes and dealing with a lot of threats in the environment, natural threats and predators, that it might be really important to have a brain that could use its downtime to solve problems that weren't happening yet. And so if you're not in the process of being chased by a tiger, then maybe it would be a good idea to think about where the tigers might be and what you would do if they were coming for you. And so it may be that we evolve this default state as a way of trying to protect ourselves against future threats and also as a way of trying to solve social conflicts. You know, if we're constantly thinking about what other people think about us and what they might want and our relationship to them, in theory, this might allow us to get along in groups that are now larger and require things like cooperation and understanding what other people want and need and think about you. 